Hello and welcome to Silence, a podcast where women get really honest about surviving and thriving in what often feels like a man's world. My guests are wonder women from the fields of science, technology, engineering and mathematics or STEM, where inclusivity and diversity can be a real problem. I know this only too well as a female Southeast Asian mechanical engineer. I'm kind of a minority within a minority. I'm Dr. Shanice O'Mara, an engineer turned broadcaster. Throughout my career, I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation. And through my TV work, I've met some incredibly inspiring women from a diverse range of STEM fields. Talking to these exceptional ladies has often left me feeling empowered, hopeful, and excited about life. I believe silence will enrich you too. Every week, a woman in STEM shares her unique experiences with absolutely no pressure in having to promote her accomplishments or guard her impressive reputation, because I've come to realize that everyone is just way more open and relaxed when they're anonymous. So I deliberately disguise my guest voices so that we're just connecting as human beings rather than human doings. It's my hope that you really relate to what we chat about today. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, my guest is in the field of engineering and construction. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. How's it going? <laughs> how's how's the world of engineering and construction? Busy. Uh, very busy. Um, but it's, it's actually great. It's... Uh, uh, really exciting it's constantly busy and changing and uh, so yeah doing exciting mm. things it's quite an unusual career choice for a woman I must say that the, the word construction kind of makes me immediately think of hard hats and steel toe cap boots <laughs> yeah um, and it's uh, and I am often in uh, hard hats and uh, wearing a hard hat and boot. Um, but it's also I think what people don't realize is everything that happens um, in kind of not really the background, but all the things that happen to make uh, projects what they are um, uh, away from the hard hat and boots and away from being on site. Because before you even get there, you have sometimes uh, years of preparation, of design, of stakeholder engagement, of even uh, writing down bills to go to parliament to be able to do these projects in the first place, um, of even when you get to site, there is an army of people um, checking um, or doing stuff, um, either doing designs or checking progress or doing reporting, doing assurance, um, making sure that everything is happening the way it should happen. Um, so really, the, the, the construction industry is, is kind of, you have the symbol of it, but I, I don't think a lot of people really appreciate all the, like the army of people and the diversity of jobs you have to make that happen. The, the general stereotype is very masculine. Yeah. How, as a woman, did you end up getting into this career? Um, I really had not planned it at all. Um, I uh, studied electrical engineering and um, I got to uh, apply and uh, get hired as a graduate engineer um, and kind of a leading company that does this work. Um, and it's just by the, through the type of projects that we are involved in, I found myself kind of progressing from a junior engineer to more senior engineer and the lead field engineer um, and kind of leading people and contractors um, doing mega construction projects, which is um, 
I, I think, yeah, I personally did not plan it, but certainly through going, um, by going through these steps, I, I found that, yes, there are very, very few women who do that. And yes, the stereotype is still um, that it's a, it's a man's world. And even though I was the uh, lead field engineer, so I had 12 direct reports, uh, field senior engineers reporting to me, and we had around... 500 people on site with more than 27 different contractors doing different trades at one at each one time. Um, I was kind of it took a lot of time for people to get used to seeing me on site and uh, showing mm-hmm. the the level of respect I expect um, from these people because the uh, yes I've heard lots of comments I've heard uh, lots of the um, kind of not very nice comments like to me not very nice comments Uh, so yeah i i do agree and it's it's such a shame because as i said the the work is not only you don't you know you don't need the massive muscles to do this work because the, the amount of work required to make this work happen requires lots of strategy lots of thinking logical thinking lots of analytical reasoning um Lots of um, engagement, lots of relationship building. Um, so it's it's and all these skills that women have in bucket loads. So it's uh, yeah, it's a shame that only few people are are involved in such a field. But I mean, how did you have the confidence and the willpower to keep going, believing that you were right for this role when you had so much against you? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it takes uh, a <laughs> some form of resilience. Um, yeah. I I I wouldn't for a minute say that I I was always like that. I think it was a journey for me, um, and I think one key thing for me was um, yeah, definitely the belief in what I can provide, but. Um, also appreciating my uniqueness and appreciating the things that I can bring that it was very clear that others cannot. Um, And actually the support that I have received and being successful also gave me a lot more confidence than I had when I was a junior engineer on site. Um, so I, I, of course, uh, it takes a, a, it takes time to build uh, some form of thick skin, and uh, and I won't pretend that it was an easy journey, especially when you're um, junior. I haven't, I was new to the UK. I studied uh, in my hometown, and then I came to the UK, and I found myself working uh, on a railway. Uh, it was probably the first time in my life that I see a train, so Gosh. it was. A, big change but at the same time um, I think I had a great support network around me I had uh, lots of mentors and believers uh, who would give me the opportunity as well to be able to do the work and I think without them I would not have been able to to deliver and build the confidence to be able to do the work I I do Mm -hmm. today Uh, but yes I want I won't lie, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And yes, sometimes you, you hear things that you can take personal, but over the years you learn that it's, a, it's the culture that I personally take responsibility to change. So you stop taking it personal and you start changing it so that you can make a difference and also give the opportunity for other people coming up um, kind of in similar ways to opportunities you were given. 
um, so that different people also have the opportunity to show their skills and excel and deliver and have the same confidence. Wow. I mean, I'm honestly blown away by your resilience. I mean, I really want to understand where it comes from. I mean, you know, with what you've gone through and the fact that you really are a minority in your industry, a lot of women would have crumbled under the the loneliness of that role that you were in and still are in. I mean, was it really just self-belief that made you keep going? Or did you have like particular mentors or parents that really supported you? I mean, what exactly was the rock that gave you your toughness? Um, yeah, it's quite hard to actually pinpoint it, but um, I think it's a combination of things and circumstances. Um, so obviously, when even when I went to do my degree, um, we were only six people in the um, who graduated. We started as kind of 40 and only six of us graduated. Oh, wow. How many of them were women? Um, yeah, sorry, these six were women. So we had around 120 in our engineering uh, class um, and only six of us were women out of the 120 who graduated. So yes, it was kind of a bit of a, a lonely experience even even going through university. But um, and also, How many years were you at university? Um, four years, including summers. So, so we have a, a kind of an American system. So you go, uh, you do four years with uh, including summer courses. So it's an equivalent to a five years course. Um, but um, but even kind of even when I was applying uh, for interviews in my hometown, you can appreciate you you have the self doubt when people start asking you. Oh, so you're going to have a child and leave your job. Imagine having that question when you're doing an interview or things like, will your parents allow you to travel to actually do your job? I'm like, okay, that's great. That's really assessing my capability. Um, so you, it's, it's, uh, you obviously appreciate now you look back at it and you laugh, but at the time it was quite... Um, How did you get through that? Because, I mean, interviews are such highly pressured nerve-wracking experiences yes yeah it was kind of the the society's view of especially as an electrical engineer people imagine you as hanging off a (laughs) a high voltage tower uh, which is not (laughs) particularly the case Um, but so yeah you go through a lot of uh, a lot of uh, these comments and a lot of comments like yeah if I had a girl I would never allow her to do engineering degree but I so as I said it was a combination of of things that, yes, I definitely had great uh, support from my parents, particularly my father coming from a kind of semi-conservative background. Um, He never for a minute doubted me or doubted what I can do. And he was always extremely supportive for me uh, to travel and by myself to start with, to take the opportunity with the company, to go abroad and start working and um, kind of gave me all the support and the the, the time that I needed to uh, uh, to do that, and never for a minute kind of um, made the comment or uh, showed mm-hmm. that he wasn't uh, anything but yeah. proud, uh, which makes a massive difference. Um, and coming to work, so once you have this backbone support, then I think you you're kind of in a safe space. Um, 
and then coming to work, I was very lucky to be surrounded by amazing, I wouldn't say mentors as much as mentors, but also sponsors, sponsors who would, as I said, give you the opportunity to actually mm. deliver and believe in you and give you these assignments that are typically not given to not only a woman, but also a young woman, which also I found makes a massive difference in this industry where a lot of people are mostly senior or very technically, like technical experts that are quite old. So I had in my team people who were way older than my father. Um, and so so also for being young and being being trusted to, to deliver and to, to be given the opportunity, I was quite lucky with that. But also I think that the circumstances um, kind of growing up, we never had, like, we, we had to really work hard for what we had um, and we were never offered something kind of on a plate. So I think this, this um, so um, when I graduated, I was paying for my brother's tuition. I was paying for my own university loan. So kind of leaving the job I had was really not an option. So also I think it's a, it's a full combination of things that make you just kind of... Um, get on with yeah, it and just get on with it uh, which is mm. which i think i was fortunate enough to have like all the things fall in the right places i'd say yeah and do you think that was down to luck or were you actively searching out supportive people around you and yeah. opportunities no i was definitely actively supporting and uh, looking um it's uh, yeah. as luck big yes you have to be in the right place at the right time but also um, I never for a minute left my career development for somebody to look after. Um, I was always actively pushing for people um, to give me the opportunities, to give me the positions, um, actively pushing for mentors, going above, kind of out of my way to find the time to meet them and um, sit with them and learn from them and take their notes seriously and actually action what their recommendations. So I was never kind of just, yeah, sitting and waiting for somebody to make it happen for me. Mm. I don't think at least. <laughs> and apart from, you know, having to support your brother and pay for your tuition fees, what exactly was driving you to even study electrical engineering in the first place? Um, uh, my uncle uh, was a, a computers and communication engineer, and he was not only an uncle, he was uh, very much like a, a brother, a friend who really supported me growing up and um, kind of was a, a great, a great person to go, go to and uh, to look up to. And he's he was extremely successful in his career. So I've always, although contrary to his advice, when I said to him, I'm going to apply um, kind of for an engineering degree, he's like, no, don't, right. don't do that. Um, be, because of the, the, the stigma in the industry and even more so in where I come from compared to the UK. So he's like, no, like, especially if I imagine uh, having a telecoms engineer as a woman, oh yeah, she's going to be off um having children uh, every so often for nine months doesn't make any business sense <laughs> so yeah. and this is the stigma and uh, um, not the stigma but this is the people's belief um so he he did not advise me to do that but i was 
um, I was quite confident that in, because engineering gives you the opportunity not only to be technical, but also it's kind of to, it's a way of thinking and analyzing. So now you see that a lot of the consulting companies take engineering, people with engineering degrees, a lot of the finance or banks, uh, kind of banking sector, they look for people with engineering background. Um, and it's like what yourself is doing is awesome. It's amazing. So it just shows you what having this kind of problem solving skills and analytical thinking, um, kind of the opportunities that it gives you. And I really wanted to do so. Plus, it was kind of the hardest to get into. So I'm like, yeah, OK, we'll try. Um, wanted the challenge so, uh, yeah so yeah this is how <laughs> like, bring it on um but I, I think it's also kind of some form of a rebellious reality. if everybody is telling you not to do something you go and do it <laughs> so I'm like maybe if they told me to go into engineering i would have had a different opinion but um <laughs> But thankfully, once I I went through and I submitted my um, kind of application and I, I did my exams and got accepted, um, everybody was extremely supportive and uh, uh, supportive uh, throughout my, you know, kind of throughout my university degree and also supportive when I got my job. So it's... It was, yeah, I'm definitely hearing that. I'm hearing that you... Um, have been raised like most of us in a very patriarchal society. But at the same time, the men in your life, your uncle, your dad, they just seem to have been so supportive and really believing in your capabilities, whatever your choices were. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think this is, this is extremely important. And I, I meet a lot of young ladies who are trying to go down this path or even going down studying engineering and trying to find jobs. And just when you have somebody at home that you trust, that you really have, it's like your backbone support when they, when they, they are constantly doubting your choices, uh, I can see how how detrimental this can be or bad this can be on this person's confidence on whether they are doing the right thing or making the right choices, especially when you're so young um, and trying to figure things out in the first place. So um, I, I, I really believe, um, like, especially when, when I do lots of, uh, for example, STEM events in schools and things like that, like these people you trust, like your teachers, like your um, parents, like your sports coach even, um, to give you like this kind of um, confidence or support to say, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? And yeah, give it a try and see how you feel about it. And um, whatever you do, yes, we will be there to, to help you and support you through it. Um, and yes, questioning the choices and making sure that the person understands what it means and understands the implications on them and on their life and life choices. But as long as they are happy with it, I, I think it's extremely important to have that, that support network mm. around you. And what has your career been like? Has it been supportive of the fact that um, you're a woman with very different life choices to men. What's it been like? I think um, before I had my child and after I had my child, so I have a three-year-old um, daughter, and having a child with the career that I have, I definitely found 
I'm currently finding it a lot harder than what I had before. Um, because before, as even like a, a young person, even with less responsibilities or more responsibilities, you're dedicated, you can spend the time and you're um, kind of happy with what you're doing overall. But then when you have another person, um, so kind of your choices are impacting mostly mm. you, I would say. Um, and even if it impacts other people, it's like, okay, like, it's fine. Mm. Like we, we go around it, but definitely when, when your choices start impacting um, another person, then you start thinking, okay, um, like how can I make this work? And it's not easy. I can't say it is easy, but so far I'm kind of trying to make it work. And yes, I'm, I don't believe in balance. I don't think you can do a work-life <laughs> balance. Something has to give at a point in time. Um, so some days it's my time with my daughter, sometimes it's my work, um, but um, it's definitely a, a big struggle and a big struggle if you want um, if you want to be successful in both. And mm. I think women like like me and there are quite a few in our company who are extremely successful engineers, extremely successful kind of engineering managers, project managers, um, and even directors who have, especially with young kids. Um, it's not an easy life for them. It is it is a struggle, and sometimes it's judgments from the work, and sometimes it's judgments from the family side. But this time, it's was also self judging uh, because you're used to being successful. You're used to being. And I don't mean it in an arrogant way, but if you if you've done well in your career and you're uh, you're relatively doing well and kind of you're relatively successful in what you do, then once you you don't feel that you're able to deliver to the same capacity you used to do before, then you will have these kind of uh, self judgments if you want, and you kind of um, probably be hard on yourself to say, okay, am I doing the right thing here? Mm. Uh, especially the more senior you become and the more responsible you become. Um, Do you think the the difficulty in balancing work and personal comes from you or does it come from your work environment and the pressure from work? um, Like, are you being hard on yourself or are you just in an environment that doesn't really cater for mothers? Um, I think it's both, um, both. We definitely do not work in environments catered for mothers. Um, Mm. Absolutely not. Um, And absolutely not for mothers with young children, because I think that the the need they require, if you have a a one-year-old, a two-year-old, if you just got back from maternity leave, um, the, the support you need and the environment you need does not in my experience uh, so far in our industry is far from from being from being there um is far from it um but also i i also see like my colleagues and i find myself doing that as well us being extremely harsh on ourselves and the expectations from ourselves and the expectations of what we should be doing until what time we should be staying and the responsibilities we should be taking. Um, so definitely it is something that um, we do and I see it around me, people doing all the time and making compromises. And usually the compromise ends up being you, like us. Um, so it's your your health, your time, your um, 
comfort your doing the things mm. you like doing etc yeah. uh, so you're kind of giving out for everybody else whether it's your work or your family and then simply there isn't there aren't enough hours in the day to do the things for you. Um, And then this kind of becomes a vicious cycle. Um, And I see it a lot around really successful young um, professionals, women professionals around me. And I I find myself guilty of doing that as well. What would help your situation? Um, A combination of things. Um, One... um, environment in the workplace um setting like being truly um honest uh, about the policies or the um visions that companies put so i can see that despite the fact that you might find around a lot of policies to support flexi time and lots of theories about the importance of diversity and inclusion and the importance of women in the workplace, etc. Um, in practice... Nothing's really being done, yeah, to support. No. If you have your colleagues sitting um, with you in your team uh, or your team judging you for making these mm. decisions, then we're not there yet. So I think there is lots of um, behavioral awareness, I would say, that companies need to focus on and really being truthful to the um, policies or to the guidance they they put there um, and not only use it when it suits them as such. Um, So this would be one. And I think it would be the most important one because when when you're given this flexibility or the trust to make decisions on how you make use of your time and how you allocate your time, then the the pressure is a lot less than what you what you you would normally have. I would say men being the agents for change would be a a huge one. Um, I think the the most Successful environments I worked with in is where men are are true believers in in women and the importance of women in the workplace and the importance of the the um, uh, of kind of them being comfortable and being able to support their families alongside kind of doing their careers. But also, I think the the key problem is people keep thinking that only women need to. Um, need to be there to kind of support their their families, which is really not the case because I know my husband would very much appreciate having dinner with his daughter instead of being employed. Men being agents for change, I think, is, is quite important because then they are also big believers of the importance of work-life balance and the importance of giving different people the opportunity to do um, whatever they want in their in um, in kind of this this flexible work arrangement, but also being great believers in in um, particularly giving the opportunity for for women. But yeah, on that point of my husband, um, kind of uh, my, my husband obviously would would extremely like to have to be able to um, leave work early and come home and see his daughter and spend time with her and being able to give her a bath or put her to sleep or read her a story um, without having this nagging doubt or without having this um, 
this worry, if I would say, um, in the back of his mind that, oh, um, like there, there is X, Y, and Z that I should have been doing or that I should be at work or um, or by through being, um, in a way, judged by his um, team members or by his uh, management to say, oh, you're prioritizing family. Mm. For wanting to be a family man. Uh, by prioritizing family over uh, over your mm. work, which should be the normal thing to do, because in my mind, yes, you have your career ambitions and you have um, y- the reason why you do your work. But a big part of why you do your work is to be able to be there and provide support to your family. So it's kind of contradicting in my mind how we're doing everything for our families, yet we're compromising our families for being mm. at work. It just does not make yeah. sense. But do you think right now men and women have that equal pressure or is one gender more pressured about family commitments than the other? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Especially now. Um, um, I'm 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 now on a work assignment in the Middle East, and you take that and multiply it by a million. Um, uh, kind of the the fact that you, as a woman, is the person responsible for your family, but not only that, you are uh, judged for uh, being at work sometimes because oh, um, so you're leaving your daughter um, in somewhere in the care of somebody else just for you to be here. Isn't your husband earning enough? Um, so, so no, absolutely. But even in the UK, throughout working in the UK, now absolutely you would find that the moms are those who are under a lot of pressure to to uh, to go home and and do the pickups and do the dinner and do the bath and put to sleep and do the whole cycle again. And obviously, the a few of us are extremely lucky to have extremely supportive partners who believe in what we do and take their equal share. Um, in work, uh, but it's really not the case everywhere. And um, even with uh, with kind of, and I see it across. It's not only particular to um, a culture as such, but more so in like Middle Eastern cultures or Indian Pakistani cultures or Southeastern cultures um, than the Western cultures. You see the the the, the perception that. Yes, the woman should be there, and you're the mom, you're the person responsible. And I think we behave this way as well. Um, we think that it is our responsibility to do everything, and we're only asking for help from our partners, whereas it really should not be the case. Um, and I think we are partly not to blame, but yeah, somehow we have to take responsibility for that as well. So, what should we be asking for? Um, I think to start with at work, and I, I've lived through it, and it is not easy at all, and sometimes you're just um, kind of crushed by the, the environment around you. Um, but first of all, being very firm about work expectations, um, being very firm about division of responsibility at home, and um, I think being firm with ourselves as well, I, I would say with, um, and I, this is probably the hardest to, to do, is w- with kind of self-judging ourselves when we are or not able to do some things. Because at the end of the day, when you're over-committing yourself, you're trying to do 100% mm-hmm. in everything and it's not going to be possible. 
Um, and the sooner you realize that and the sooner you accept the uh, kind of or trust your judgment, um, the easier I think it gets. I've spoken to women about juggling motherhood and careers and often the answer is to just work for a startup because there's a lot more flexibility and empathy towards a woman's roles in life and you know they often reach that point where they do want to take on motherhood too and people just don't women just don't believe that corporate situations are um, sympathetic to that has that been your experience? Um, I would I would certainly kind of agree with that, um, and yes, I can see why why you would want to go work for a startup or even start a business yourself and do that. Um, my struggle, especially now, is that I've worked extremely hard to get to where I am and to a position where. Um, I'm very close to kind of being in a very senior role or um, having a big influence in, into the policy of the company I work in. And so giving it all up and walking away, um, I am personally not there yet. Um, I, I, I appreciate that, yes, the corporate environment is not sympathetic at all. Um, and yes, there might, I might get to a point where I might say, you know what, it's a, it's a lost battle in a way, and I'm, I'm not going to be able to make a change. But I still believe that um, kind of for if I'm a real believer that if our if the corporate environment or if companies are to develop and are to progress and are to reach their business objectives, they cannot keep doing what they are doing at the moment. They cannot keep... Um, um, focusing on on things that kind of or be oblivious to things that are extremely important or big drivers to their employees, um, and I do believe that more and more and more fathers are also looking to um, have the flexibility and, as I said, um, have the time with their kids and be able to to spend that time and enjoy that time. And not only with their kids, maybe people have other circumstances like having an elderly parent or having a um, um, kind of a, a charity commitment, whatever it is that the person needs to do um, after work. Um, I think the corporations need to really be, start changing these um, rigid terms if they are to be successful in the future and if they are able to attract the top talent and the best workforce. Because these people, then they will, as you said, just mm. go and work for other small companies and maybe become their competitors at one time, one point in time. And I'm sorry if the likes of me is not, and I, I don't really don't mean it in an arrogant way, but if I, a, a, a successful engineer or relatively successful, I would say, um, um, uh, woman, if the likes of me and you and my colleagues are not going to have kids and bring this kind of level of intellect and um, kind of capability into the world, the world is going to be in real trouble. <laughs> so, and these businesses were ceased to exist in the first place. Um, and the, yes, this may be too optimistic, but I really believe a, a, there needs to be a fundamental shift in the way these big corporations operate. And um, I'm, I'm kind of still trying to do that happen in the place where I work. Must admit, not very successful so far, but 
but um, I, I have not I have not given up yet. And maybe because of the circumstances that I have, maybe not everybody have the same circumstances and are, they need to make the difficult choices that I, I'm kind of trying to avoid at the moment. Um, but I, I would say that um, it, it might be it might be possible. Unfortunately, and if I'm honest, Every woman who is extremely successful and who really made it um, so far either has a, a like either like there is a has a partner who's a stay at home dad or um, does not have kids so far. And in, in the immediate environment where I work, um, I have I'm yet to see one person who is who has kids, but also has the same values towards the family, towards family that I share kind of because it's kind of i think our 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 um, not our values but also our uh, focus on how important certain things are is not common between all of us as working women and not to say that one is right and other yeah. is wrong but we don't share the same view at the way at the way things should happen um Mm. So, and there's a lot of judgment amongst women, isn't there? Absolutely. Which doesn't make it easy. No, no, doesn't at all. Not at all. I must say, in listening to you, it is very clear how your self belief and your self confidence has really powered you through. Because I can just imagine that you're the type of woman that if someone says no, you absolutely want to challenge them on it. Um, and that seems to have been what's carried you this far through your career um but has it been a fight sometimes um definitely sometimes um but also i think we are in an environment where things are changing um so kind of also i've been kind of benefiting from the change but i would i would say that yes i i definitely have been an a person who would take the challenge and kind of make the change happen. So, yes, sometimes it, it is a fight. But as I said, I think the, the, the whole environment is changing and there aren't enough people and enough supporters, I would say, and enough mentors who do believe um, in the fact that things should change. So, yes, I wouldn't say it's been a smooth ride, but... Um, Sometimes, yeah. And sometimes fights that not always are always successful. So, um, but I think it's important for me, for people listening to this is not to be, is kind of to, to appreciate also the, like the responsibility that we have to make a change. And I, I just don't like to be a victim of the circumstances. Um, and I think it is important not to. So if you see something wrong, challenge it. Yes, sometimes it's might might change sometimes no for the different circumstances and for the different control that you have um but um, but definitely um, i would definitely challenge something that i see wrong yeah and i think that's where you and i are slightly different and where i'm completely inspired listening to you because um i'm prepared to fight like you but at some point i'm too scared to fail you know, and so I just say, okay, okay, you win, you win, because I don't want to keep fighting with no result, you know, so I end up just stepping out of the race. Whereas it sounds like yeah. you're someone that will just keep going and keep going and keep going. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, uh, sometimes, yes, I find myself with people being around me, being extremely annoyed to kind of, for goodness sake, just give up. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I really think that if, if something is wrong, then it's wrong. Like you can just, if, if something does not make sense and if it is unfair, then it is unfair and nothing um, um, kind of, if, if it's so common and so obvious and it's not a, an opinion, it's a fact um, that people share. Um, so it is, it is wrong and I'm, I'm willing to challenge it as, uh, until I kind of get an answer that it's, we cannot do X, Y, and Z for X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I think it's, it's fine if, if it didn't happen, at least I would have said, yes, okay, I did my part. As a, as a woman in STEM, you know, because we are often a minority, it may be, um, our points of view may be Mm -hmm. fair. They may be justified. They may be reasonable, but Mm -hmm. if everybody else in the majority doesn't agree with you, it can be so disheartening to the point where you just think, you know what, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. How have you managed to keep your voice heard? Um, I, I think what what I found, and just with my experience, and I, 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 the first to say that probably I have not dealt with issues that are that kind of. Um, that that would put you that like similar to the ones that have put you in this situation. But for me, what I often found is although people do agree with you, they are mostly not um, disagreeing, but just not confident enough or not courageous enough to stand up and say this mm. is what I believe. Um, so often when these people have yeah. somebody to take Amazing. this up, yeah. they usually are happy to kind of give their opinion um, or consider it, consider but it. they wouldn't be the person kind of standing up and saying, no, this is wrong. But what I found, like with a couple of things that I was dealing with, so one of them was, for example, paternity pay um, in the company, and another one was kind of flexible timing, etc. And with these things, kind of once... Once somebody is is pushing enough, and you you have people around you who who are kind of, they will say, oh yeah, yeah, like they they would become supportive. But also, I think being able to see it from the point of view of the decision maker is quite important, and being able to see it from their point of view. And I kind of sometimes I see that people when they although they are extremely kind of right and the things that they are putting forward. They sometimes, and not not always, of course, but sometimes some people are so passionate about what they are talking about, they they fail to see it from the decision maker's perspective or from the business perspective, which um, then automatically just kills mm-hmm. the whole initiative. Um, so I think it is important to just be be considerate, despite the fact that you're extremely passionate about something. It is important to consider the implications on the majority, for one, um, uh, and um, and also the, the decision maker and the business themselves. So finding uh, that common ground, and the sp- even if you have to do some compromises on, on the initial request on what you are extremely passionate about, but to me, getting something is better than not getting anything at all. So, um, so also, I think it's it's important to think about it this way. 
gosh. I mean, you're amazing uh, because just listening to you, I can really hear someone who is trying to be fair, has huge amounts of compassion for different perspectives. You seem to be working across different cultures. Um, and, you know, you're really striking that balance between sticking up for what you believe in, but also not fighting so hard for your point of view that you end up missing other people's perspectives. I mean, that's an amazing combination to have, I must say. <laughs> Oh, Where gosh. has it come from? Um, I have no idea, if, I, if I'm honest. I think you learn uh, from your mistakes, and definitely I have went all the way <laughs> on some things and failed miserably. So probably you learn, uh, you learn to to. It's just probably skills that are are gained. Um, I must admit, um, compromising with a three-year-old does help. <laughs> or try. Negotiating, I, would, I should say. Negotiating with a three-year-old. But, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I, have, like, I can't really tell you this is where it comes from. But it's probably through, through kind of my experience mm. of trying to do a couple of things and really failing and really being kind of, uh, given a hard time for for what I was doing, so I, I kind of try to to do this and just try to to be able, like to to help as many people as I can, just through not being so self centered, which is I think mm. important. Yeah, were you ever self centered, or have you always been thinking of others? Because I mean, to be helping to pay for your brother's tuition fees is a very selfless act. Is that your nature? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I don't, and I, I, yeah, I don't think I can help it, uh, which is not always good to be honest, but, um, mm. um, but I think so. I don't think I can personally just kind of say that I consciously do that or take credit for it, but it's yeah, mm. just nature. And nurture. <laughs> do you think engineering is for women as well as men? Oh, absolutely. And what has it brought to you personally? So I, I kind of, I only realized that um, recently, just last year, I won a uh, prize um, in the UK, and like an, on a national level. And after that, I got a, um, a lot of calls and um emails and LinkedIn messages from people, not only women, by the way, just but many people, but specifically women, um, from either attendees or people I've worked with before or school students or university students to say, oh, thank you, you're like, um, like it's so nice to see somebody who is young and has achieved this and has been recognized for the work they have done. And I I think at that point I realized that, you know what, I've never thought about it this way, but actually um, being a kind of a, a role model or an inspiration to others and having people think, oh, yeah, I can also do that is is extremely rewarding. Um, and also being kind of a person, and I see that in also in my team, 
I find that people find it a lot easier to come and talk to me about things that, whether it's personal or professional, that are impacting them more so than other people. Um, and I'm kind of, so I, I find just being kind of in this field and yes, being the minority is is extremely rewarding because you're in that position, you're actually able to have a lot more influence and a lot being kind of this inspiring role model, I would say, um, kind of uh, mm. just uh, without kind of uh, arrogance, but it's just kind of in a, in a, just with the way you, with the circumstances where you are and because it's not so often. So you find yourself in positions where you're able to provide a lot more support and have a lot more influence compared to any other fields. Um, or like if you, if I was mm. in, a, in a field where it's very common to have a woman there so i think from yeah. that perspective it's definitely been um been extremely amazing but also kind of the reward of the work you do um so i i've worked on extremely amazing projects with extremely smart people um people who are just the way they 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 work and interact and uh, they solve problems and uh, they have the drive they have the resilience they have the respect they have the values they have everything like you can you can you would want to have in in a colleague working alongside you um and this kind of brings you up as a like um, brings you up as a person also improves you as a person so i would hate to be somewhere where i'm working with people who kind of i feel they have not really supported my my personal or professional development in any way shape or form and i think working in the amongst engineers or among in this profession with this mix of people is extremely rewarding as well plus the type of work that you're doing by nature is rewarding so i think overall it's been like i've been blessed as in a way with that with the work that i've done mm. it sounds like you've worked with some incredible people i'm assuming the majority of them have been male. Um, do you have uh, any positive or otherwise experiences of female role models? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, both positive and not so positive, but also you have that in males, like positive and not so positive. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge, like the company itself is a huge, the projects you work with, with the different companies you work with, you will have lots of people, obviously. And I think this is the case in every profession. It's not really unique to, uh, to construction, but yes, I've had, um, Two actually, um, female uh, colleagues, leaders, friends, um, who I I would say I would be I am extremely fortunate to have them um, both personally and like in my personal life and professional life, um, and they are it, absolute amazing role models. Do you think it's important to make the distinction between male and female? Because, you know, the more I do this podcast, the more I realise that actually separating genders is really an old way of thinking in today's no, world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Although... Um, because of because we're still in this, anyway, in a transition phase, I would say, whereby if I have a... Um, male colleague let's say who has young kids and i have a female colleague 
uh, with young kids, I found that I can connect a lot more and feel a lot more with the struggles and the pain and the compromises that my female colleague is going through compared to my male colleague. Um, is it going to always be the case? I don't think so. But at least now and with my experience, it's been um, it's been a lot kind of... Um, Yes, although the, the male colleague understands where you're coming from, I don't think they would have had this first-hand experience compared to your female colleague who has just came who just came back from maternity leave and is um, trying to deal with the emotional challenge and the, the, the logistical challenge and the professional challenge of being back at work. I feel that I I connect a lot more with that person compared to that other person who took two two weeks of work and then came back as if they went on vacation and came back and they haven't had to deal with the struggle of um, making decisions on whether I breastfeed my child or not or whether I um, kind of do a part-time job and stay with them or not or et cetera, et cetera. So I, I find so far, yes, I, I definitely find that connecting with this person is a lot easier with this with these people, with like my female colleagues. Um Sorry, I shouldn't say a lot easier. It's it's kind of uh, it's a lot. It's it's helpful. It's helpful to have people who are going through the same things um, similar to you. It's helpful having these people in the organization around you and see them being successful and being um, kind of acknowledged and and respected not only in the company but in the industry overall. And it's uh, kind of inspiring to have them around and extremely helpful to have them around. Which is even more of a reason for women to stay. Oh, wow. Because I think, you know, often they're just faced with a binary decision, you know, to stay or go yeah. as a result of motherhood or family. And, and you know, listening to you makes me realize that it's even more important to actually find that resilience and courage and strength to try to balance and juggle all roles. Oh, absolutely. Because if someone, if people aren't doing it, then other people won't have the inspiration to do it themselves. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think to be to be also fair, a lot of people just the the circumstances for different people are, are very different, and unfortunately, people have to make sometimes very difficult choices. Um, but um, but yes, if if their circumstances allow, and if they can just fight through it, and and juggle and and stay and get the rewards from the things that they enjoy doing, then it's not only important for them, but for, for lots of people around them as well. Mm. I must say, you strike me as being extremely resili- resilient um, and very strong-willed. Um, but what advice would you give to other girls that don't have uh you know that are still developing their characters and still deciding what to do and whether to even go into stem what would you say to them i think the the most important thing is for them to to be who they are and not try to be somebody else mm. um because whether it's the the engineering and construction industry or stem overall they like we're desperately in need of all these people with the different characters, whether it's the, the the person who has this this will and drive or the person who's more shy but more intellectual or the person who's both kind of smart and ongoing and outgoing or whatever their, their character is, 
Um, and yes, not everybody has to, to do a fight and not everybody has to um, challenge everything, and, and which is, is perfectly fine, I guess, because um, being who you are would add an extreme value to, to the industry overall and to the type of people you work with, regardless of of kind of what character you have. So I, and I say that because I see a lot of uh, young people, whether it is women or, or guys actually coming in and trying to be this person, they are really not just to kind of fit in. Or um, I, I saw there was a girl who I was working with, a junior field engineer who kind of would come in in like the baggiest um, clothes she could find before her trousers started falling off and kind of crying to like always has have her hair tied back and really trying not uh, to draw attention to herself but actually drawing attention to herself (laughs) exactly and i'm like what are you doing and it's like is that how you dress normally because i'm like i've seen you during the interview and this is really how not how you looked like so um uh, so I think I, I think just uh, or for example I see a lot of women who even senior to be honest not even kind of junior who try to show that oh yeah I'm the tough person who makes decisions or kind of um, I'm not gonna be uh, bullied or I'm gonna be very hard and bullied just because this is what the industry requires and actually no um, I, I I really. Um, I really find this really, really odd. So I think being true to who you are and being true to yourself and believing in that the importance of that, that diversity that you bring um, would be extremely important. And just be who you are, I would say, and just come in. And if and I think it, it doesn't harm to try. And I know it's easier said than done, but you know what? Some people come into the industry and they say, I'm mm. sorry, this is really not for me. Which is, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely fine. But at least you would have tried, and if you enjoy it, that would be extremely rewarding. If you don't enjoy it and you don't see you fit with the type of people you work with, great, that's fine. That's also fine. I must say, I absolutely adore the message of be who you are. But I know there are going to be some people listening to it going, but it's so lonely being me because I'm so unusual and different and have such a strange combination of characteristics. What would you say to those who just feel very unique? Yeah. Because um... <laughs> it can be a lonely road. No, absolutely. It can be a lonely road. Um... I mean, like, like as I as I said, yes, of course, it can be, um, it can be. But I would say try and push hard. Like, um, people come in sometimes with prejudgments. Like, I'm going to be lonely because I am very different, um, and it really might not be the case. Um, and if you end up being lonely and not having the support network around you, then probably this is not the right industry for you and not the right place for you. And I, I do accept that. But sometimes I think it's worth trying because um, so we've had on site a very young uh, apprentice. She was the only lady who was being trained as a crane operator. And you should see this girl. She like if you see her, she's tiny. Um, 
she's very shy, you would not have thought that this person would be a crane operator. And you can imagine how all the other crane operators looked like. And this person, I was I was talking to her in, uh, once on site, and this person was like extremely happy. These all these guys were like treating her like their their daughter or like their uh, close friend. They would be very careful about not upsetting her, making sure they spend time with her, making sure they spend time to teach her properly, going above and beyond to be nice and respectful and. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes we also make judgments about the people we are going to work with. Um, so I would say, yes, you might end up in a place, and this person could have ended up in a place where she has a set of bullies uh, around her who wouldn't want to spend time with her and wouldn't have thought anything of her. But it happened that it was not. It was. It really was not the case. And you, if you could see the the train operator who, the, sorry, the crane operator who was training her, um, he's like five times her size. Um, and they they went to do a presentation together, and you would think, oh my god, how are these two people just prepared to do the same job? Um, and and is she was extremely happy, feeling extremely respected. Um, uh, she won like apprentice award of the year. She was given a scholarship to uh, finish her degree. She was given a scholarship by the Royal Academy um, to do a master's degree. She participated in, in kind of uh, student clubs, um, and I, I, she, like she's she's awesome. Um, and um, and like when I was having a chat with her, she would she would tell me, "Oh, my dad is asking, keeps asking me, are you sure this is what you really want to be doing?'" <laughs> so it's like, it sounds like she's following her heart, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. But this is kind of um, um, so. Uh, yes, I would I would say just try and maybe also try the same way you would want people not to prejudge you. Um, I think it's important for us also not to prejudge the people we would be working with. And you know what? If it happened that it is not the right place, I think we need to have the courage to say, no, this is not the right place for me and not feel this is a failure on our part. Um, Because it is not. It's just not every job is fit for everybody. And it's just the reality of it. So... Um, I think it would be very important for anybody not to feel as a failure if they felt they don't fit somewhere or it's it's not the right thing for them. I think the, the message that I'm getting loud and clear from you is to live your own truth because everything else will fall into place. No, absolutely, yeah. It's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for all your wisdom. Um, The subtleties of what you're saying just are so magnificent in terms of their message. Um, Yet what you're saying is so kind of subtle, subtly delivered, if you know what I mean. And uh, it's just been an absolute joy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. That's it from my STEM guest this week. What an incredibly inspiring woman. I feel like she has said so much in such a short space of time that really needs a lot of reflection. Um, I feel like I need to listen to her a few times because there's so much depth 
to what she's saying um and she's really someone that has gone after what she has wanted in life and achieved it thank you so much for listening this week don't forget to rate and review the show and catch you next week on silence <laughs>